Hey, friends, welcome back to another episode of Hustle Culture Dropout. I am your host, Chastity Campbell, and I have something extra special for you guys this week. I am sharing with you an interview, the first guest interview I've ever done on the show, and with an incredible woman, Asia Witted. And I had the profound opportunity of listening to her speak last year in May when I attended the Ultimate Product Party Conference. It's a two-day conference for product-based businesses. And I was so incredibly blown away by her opening keynote speech. I thought she had brought such incredible energy to the stage. And I immediately looked her up on socials, started following her, connected with her, And we've just been bantering back and forth on socials for the last several months. And I was so, so thrilled when she expressed interest to come onto the show. Obviously, our messages align. And I am so, so excited to let you guys listen to this interview with her. We had so much fun with it. Asia is a peace pusher. Hello. How amazing is that title? And she works to inspire others to create space for calm in their life. She is a mindfulness coach where she partners with women to provide tools to promote mindful living in the midst of high demands for both them and those connected to them. Through coaching programs, workshops, and speaking, she shares experience of overcoming overwhelm with a pause. Asia has been featured in Bold Journey Magazine, Shout DFW, and on the Ultimate Product Party and TEDx stages. Her pause allows her to toss glitter with her kids, devour suspense novels, and have epic dance parties in her bathroom to the early 2000s music. I am so excited for you guys to listen to this interview. I know you're going to love it. So without further ado, here is the show. All right, friends, welcome back to Hustle Culture Dropout. This week, I am so excited to have my first guest ever on the podcast, Miss Asia Witted. And I am going to be completely transparent with you here, girl. When I put out the feeler and the little caller to invite guests onto the podcast, I had like a handful of people in mind that I was like, I really hope these people reach out to me and feel aligned to like come on the podcast. And you were like top three because I was like, I have felt so fortunate to, I feel like get to know you over the last couple months. And just because we have such an aligned message and I know you can bring so much value to the audience and connecting and sharing your story. And so I was so excited when you reached out to me and said that you wanted to be on the podcast. And so (gasps) welcome to Hustle Culture Dropout. I would love for you to just go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about you and and what you're doing here. All right. So I am Asia. I'm social. I'm Asia Renee now, but I am a mindset and mindfulness coach. And I am what I like to call, I'm your peace pusher. So I am here trying to help you create calm and giving you women specifically. And then even if we narrow it down, moms, even more than just women, but helping them find ways to create space for calm 
in a very chaotic and busy world. And I like to joke and say, I am your most busybody Zen person you will ever meet. So I am all about my peace and my calm, but I am also going 100 miles per hour. I'm, I like to be fun and I, I like to balance that. So when I was doing mommy things, I was just say balancing chaos and calm with creativity. So that, that's a lot of what I do. Right, right. I love that because I think that's one of the reasons that I felt drawn to you once I started. I mean, obviously I had met you. Asia and I first met at a at Ultimate Product Party, which is a product-based business conference. That's the first time that I saw you speak. You were the keynote speaker, the opening keynote speaker. And even though we didn't get any FaceTime, I, that's how I for, sort of yeah. first became familiar with you and your message. And you had such a strong and positive, you set like, the tone for the entire two days in your keynote. And so I immediately was like, I need to know more about this girl. And so obviously then connected with you on social media. And it's one of the reasons that I was so drawn to what you have put out in your socials is because I feel like it's so relatable in terms of it's not all this like over the top. This is how I'm living this calm and cool and collective right. life. Like you are in the trenches. Like you're like you yes. have children and they're younger and you're busy and you're constantly doing all of this super fun stuff with them. And so how did you sort of end up in this space of being a mindset coach and a and you know, mindfulness coach. Okay. So my story is kind of funny. I tell people I am the person I always was, but never realized what it meant. So if you knew me like high school, so outside of my room at my parents' house, over my bedroom, there was like this small little area and I had turned it into like a little sitting room. So I had a futon and like back when lava lamps were cool and the TV. Yeah. But I remember probably midway through high school, like the first time I redid it, I like pushed back the table and I had this open space in the center. And it was my space to like when I felt like overwhelmed or stressed, even before I had language for those kind of emotions, because you weren't talking about that back in the early 2000s. <laughs> like that wasn't language. <laughs> but like when I was just like, I would literally like just lay on my floor and turn on like water sounds. And I had like one of those little cheap water fountains. And so unknown to me even then creating like some sense of like all right I need to find quiet was always something I valued and then of course I have a degree in dance education so going oh. to college yeah so it's I'm like a lot I'm all the things so I have a degree I in dance that. and so movement's always been my like outlet and working with kids I've always seen like we can wind them up but then knowing that they don't really wind down either and so, you know, I was introduced to yoga as a dance major. We did mind-body connection. And so there were all these little things in my tool belt that I had, but it took life and just things happening for me to come back around to it. But it took me on a, life took me on a journey. And back in maybe like 2020, I felt like I hit this wall of where I was just going, going, going and realized I was really empty. So everything on the outside looked great. At that point, I also was in eye care. May at UPP, I actually retired. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Oh, I care. Wow. Served me for 18 years. I did it like starting when I was young and I loved it. I ran a business for it for four years and I was like, 
I know I'm going in a different direction. Like this going in corporate and just running, running, running was, it was a lot. And so I originally thought with the yoga, I was going to work with kids. But as a mom who, you know, I have a daughter who's 13, my son is six. So as a mom who was, you know, working full time and then in with the kids and I volunteer and do a lot of different things, I realized, yeah, it would be great to teach yoga to kids and give them these tools. But what would happen outside of just them coming to me for an hour if I could give moms and other women the, the tools to, to create space for calm? And so from my own experiences of just dealing with just having to feel like just burned out, completely burned out, and then walking through grief and mindfulness and prioritizing my wellness and my own mental health and my pause were the things that truly got me through those moments, uh, especially over the last two years. I was like, women, we need this. Moms need it. Uh, women in business need it because we're so quick to go, go, go. And we never stopped. And so that was where I really saw the need of, if I can teach a mom how to do this, then she can mirror that for her children. And so then right. the next generation of kids and people now learn that, hey, I don't have to go until I hit this brick wall smack in the face and life kicks right. me. But I, I can, you know, I can get there and I can realize rest is important, you know, before I hit 35 right. and having a mental breakdown. That's not needed. Right, exactly. Not needed. I love that because I do feel like finding later on, you know, I was probably in my mid thirties when I realized that I just couldn't keep going at the capacity. Mid thirties, they just I was going. That's the point. I mean, you're like in the thick of it, right? Like, we, you know, your kids are typically, you know, like just doing all the stuff. Yes. You're taking them to all the activities. You're trying to, you know, if you're working outside of the house, you're doing that. If you're working, you know, if you're a stay at home mom, you're trying to maintain the whole household. You know, I mean, if you have a partner, you're trying to maintain that relationship. And I do feel like women in their thirties because. It it is that's when you are literally in the trenches, like you right. are doing the work and you are oftentimes primarily the person that's doing the work, whether you're a single mom or you, you have a partner, a lot of that falls to women traditionally. And right. so I think to myself all the time, because my oldest daughter is 22 and I think all the time, I, I hope that she can find this information and connect with this information and learn these skills and how right. important it is prior to getting into yes. her life when she's like, you know, maybe getting married and building a family and whatever that might look like for her and trying to then juggle all of the balls and you have all of the balls in the air. You're like, wait, and what, they're just going to start right? freaking falling. <laughs> yes. Something's falling. And I feel right. like for women, it's usually us. Like, it's not right. like not family. It's not work. It's not the house. It's us. It's like us in a corner, like crying or just so overwhelmed, so exhausted, irritable, whatever, however it shows up. But we're just like mm -hmm. so empty. And like for my daughter, she's 13. And I'm constantly like, baby girl, what do you need in this moment? Like trying to teach her like yeah. that feeling. What do you need? And it's okay if you need something. And it's give yourself a little grace. Give yourself some care. Because we just, we don't treat ourselves the way we treat. Like a best friend or, a, or you know, a child. Like we don't give ourselves that level of care. Mm -hmm. 
I, I think that that's so great to be able to pass that and teach your kids that lesson. So I, I, it is a huge goal to let people understand that that's the only way we're going to be able to like break this cycle of yeah. the generational problem of putting ourselves last or burnout and mm -hmm. just overall the blanket of mental health issues with anxiety and everything else that we suffer from. The only way we're going to be able to finally break that is by teaching our kids and teaching, you know, the younger generation, Hey, it's okay. Like you don't have to be the only person in charge of this, or it's okay right. for you to say, Hey, like I need a moment. Like I would love to like hang out with all of my friends right now, but I'm feeling depleted and I need to yeah. like pour back into me right. and allowing kids to sort of like giving them the tools and the words and the ability to speak up for that, I think is great. Do you do that with your son as well? And since he's so much younger, does he understand he, that? What kind of things? He do you understands do him? it for him. And it's really neat because for like my daughter, we had done yoga and she danced. So like she, the movement, she understood that, but it's really interesting because he was so small. So we started doing yoga a lot more in like him seeing me and then me doing it with them probably over the last year and a half. So he's grown up probably, I would say from three to now, seeing mommy do yoga, seeing mommy sitting out with her journal, seeing her with her tea or being like, Baba's mommy's quiet time. So he like loves it. He's like, okay, well, mommy, I'm going to chill. I'm a, he says, I'm going to chillax for a little bit. And like, just even at this age, he's picked it up. And it was really cool. His first grade teacher, when we met the teacher, she has a calming corner. And so like some of the, like, I have a breathing ball at home. And so when we went to meet the teacher, like he was drawn to it. He said, mommy, look. And so it had a little poster with like feelings and like different tools and toys they could play with to, to bring them down. And so like the things we have at home, he's like, hey, I want to have a common corner like that. So like now he sees that as like a cool thing. So it's nice to know that he can grow up and realize, okay, I have these tools, you know, or he'll say, and he'll tell me, mommy, pause. So he'll say, mommy, pause. Or like when he wants me to do something. So he's like, and I'm like, wait, don't, don't use my word. Like mommy, we, we have five. <laughs> but I, I don't care about pause right now. We need to go. We're late. You're like, I need you to pick up the pace here. All right. We'll be pausing later. Yeah. We pause later. This is not the time. So I can tell that he's starting to like get it. So it's, it's nice to see that. And then it's a reminder. Cause I always say kids are like best reflection, the good, mm -hmm. And the ugly, like things we see, like I see my daughter like going and getting super overwhelmed. I'm like, babe, she's like, well, I see you. And I'm like, okay, that's, yeah. that's, that's the next thing to work on for mommy. <laughs> let's take this to therapy and all right, let's go through this, you know? So it's, it's nice to be able to try to like start that at home yeah. and then other kids that I'm around, whether it's family members, I, I do a lot with other youth. So trying to show them that, you know, little tools, whether it's just taking a breath, checking in with your emotions, mm -hmm. doing a vibe check. That's one thing I like to tell them, like take two minutes, just close your eyes, take a deep breath and see what give me two emotions you're feeling. Don't judge mm -hmm. them, you know, cause I think people hear mindfulness and they think it means I have to be a great meditation expert or I have to get right. on a yoga mat. And I'm like, no, it's that awareness. Um, and that's, right. that's always the big thing that I try to, you know, break that myth that anybody can do it. It's not set right. to a religion or a certain person. Anybody can practice mindfulness and mindful living and, and reap the benefits of it. 
I love that. So when you, I, because I agree, I think that lately, and it might just be because I'm more aware because when you're in the space, like when you're working in the space, of course, you're following maybe other women who are working in that same capacity as you are, or you're just much more aware of it than other people are. And so to me, when I hear mindfulness or mindset or mental well-being, these are just words that are in my everyday life. But I know that can be really intimidating to some people because immediately <laughs> they think, oh my gosh, well, I have to be like, like I can't meditate or I don't know right. how I don't have the perfect space to meditate or I can't find the time. So what, what do you do to like encourage that, you know, for moms or even the kids or anybody who might <clears throat> just feel sort of overwhelmed and intimidated by getting started with that? Right. So for me, I always preface it as I am that busy mom. I am, like I said, I'm in the trenches. So even for me, I try to let what I do as be an example, you know, so for me, my mindfulness practice may be 10 minutes on my mat, but it's also me journaling. It's also taking time in the morning to have a hot cup of tea. It's going for a walk for 10 minutes in the middle of my lunch, like my lunch hour in the middle of work. So it's finding time for you to pause. So a lot of times I'll lean into that word of a pause because you can understand that. You can understand it's right. not full stop. It's not a like, I'm not going, I'm just, you know, chilling out for 30 minutes. It's a pause. And usually with a pause, you take a break and then you get back going. And that helps you reset in communication. That helps you reset, refocus and telling them this, this is a tool. I don't want it to become something where it's just another task on your to-do list because we already have too many of those. I, I'm stuck to my like planner. Like I have a to-do list, but I want it to be something that not only you feel that it's accessible, but it benefits you. So like if you can just realize, you know, probably one of the first things I recommend is like breathing. Just if you can just attend to your breathing, you know, and use it as a bookend, get drop the kids off from school before you pull off out of carpool that look, you just practice mindfulness, just that moment of like check in and bring, bringing yourself back into your body um, because it is intimidating. Like even when I started, I was like, oh, well, I don't know. Is this mindfulness? What am I doing? Like what what encompasses mindfulness? Um, and then then I attach mindset to it. But the reason I couple them is because for a lot of women, we don't even feel like we deserve to rest. And so before I can even teach you about mindfulness and self-care, I need to figure out what is your thought process? Like what emotions, right. like you hear the word rest. Do you think you're lazy? Do you think you're not being productive? Like we've got to dig that out first before we can even, I can even give you tools. Um, and I think that's probably where women really, it hits home. It's because they don't even realize, you know what? If I, if someone says rest, it's not, I don't know how, it's I don't think I deserve it. And so right. shifting that thought process, shifting whatever those affirmations are that you're saying over yourself. Oh, I don't have time. Well, if you say that, then you see yourself as overworked and overwhelmed. Then your thoughts are evidence, your emotions, your behavior. It's like a big circle and you just get stuck in a loop. And so if I can like right. get you out of it, then then we can make progress. Right. Right. I think that that's so true because I know even now it is, re I mean, I have very firm boundaries because building my business, I, I also still work full time, right? And so right. I have to 
I, my personality is go, go, go. Like, it's <laughs> like, I must be successful this minute. Like this <laughs> is going to work and I'm taking it to the top, baby. And there's nothing standing in my way. And so, yeah. And so I have to be incredibly aware of <laughs> how I am, how, how I want to feel because I will not pause long enough to allow myself to feel that. And so I have right. to be really deliberate and I have to think, okay, absolutely. I am not working on Sunday, like for any way, shape or form, this is happening. And even then it's sort of hard because I do feel like society has taught us, especially as women, but I do think just overall that we, our worth is tied to our productivity, right? So however, however much we can accomplish in like the shortest amount of time, we are going to be seen as more valuable. I mean, and it's funny because I feel like there are so many times when I'll show up to like dinner with friends and we immediately, everybody goes into how busy we are. Like, oh my gosh, it's been such a busy week and yeah. I've done this. And somehow you then like start feeding into this, like giving each other accolades for being busy. Yeah. And I'm like, what if we all just showed up and we were like, yeah, I like, didn't do shit this week. <laughs> like, like I actually like, just, like these are the things, like I did the bare minimum. Like I took right. care of my kids and I, we, They're I, alive. Them. but alive. the rest of the time, we actually did rest because there, I feel like there's so much guilt attached to it. There's so yes. much negative mindset, like, well, I can't possibly sit here for three hours and, you know, binge watch Netflix or take a nap or go for a hike half of the day because I have to do X, Y, and Z. So how do you, how do you break that cycle? Like, how do you, or how do you teach that? How do you do it personally to get into that mindset that you are worthy of having rest, of resting? Yeah, it is. And I'll be honest, like fully transparent. It is still days where I'm like, hey, you, chill, stop. Even being in this space, even knowing like I have to pause, I have to prioritize it. Like even knowing like, okay, what are you doing today? And putting in those little pockets of space there are still days where I'm like, prime and simple, like I'll have a to-do list. I'm a big like planner notebook girl. So like Sundays I plan out my week and then every morning, like I do my to-do list like in my phone so I can like mark it off because I like seeing it. And so like, if I know I'm not going to be able to get like that list done, I still have that moment where I'm like, oh my God, I know this is going to go to the next day. What can I do that I can get done so I can mark something off? Because there's still that little bit of attachment of I didn't get everything done. And so for me, I really have to train myself and it's still a work in progress of, okay, how are you feeling? Like, listen to your body. Are you exhausted? Like, are you irritable? For me, when I'm like overwhelmed, that is the first thing I can tell. I'm like, ooh, I'm really like, just like every, anything everybody does is like aggravating me because I feel like I have to get all these things done. And so trying to listen to that inner voice is like, mm, you could do Calm down, sit down. I know when, before my dad passed in 2022, he was always great at being like, he would literally gall me at like 1030. What are you doing? Get in bed. <laughs> because he knew like I would still be like, <laughs> yeah. go. And he's like, are you going? And I remember like after he passed being like, 
all of a sudden be like, I am not sleeping. And then I was like, oh, that little voice and that check that I had that was like, go to sleep, lay down. Yeah. Um, and so for a little while, I was literally writing down like the hours of sleep I was getting. So I could see it. So I could be like, oh, you feel crappy. You feel like trash. You got five hours for the la- every day for the last five days that you can't sustain yourself on that. And so sometimes it's just those short little practical things of like, I don't feel like, or even tapping into how you feel. Like if you're going somewhere and you're there out of obligation, do how do you feel when you leave? Do you feel more drained? Do you like sit in the car and you're like, okay, let me go in. Now, of course, there's things in life we're always going to be like, I don't want to do this. But we have to push through. But sometimes we push away that little bit of intuition and those gut feelings and those indicators that are trying to tell you, like, you need to rest. You need to take a pause. You need to check in. And so I've started creating like days of like, okay, you know what, Asia, on your to do list, put just 30 minutes. Don't put any. But like there's a 30 minute break. Do what you need to do. If you need to just sit there and scroll, if you need to sit and watch a show, if you need to read a book, like find those little things that like light you up and start putting those in because those are little ways to keep refueling you. And for me, when I do it daily versus waiting till I get to that fully empty place, which is what I used to, still will have those days, like seasons and it's seasonal because you may have those seasons where it's just like everything's crazy, you know. I think of May, kids are getting out of school. There's like parties, there's dress up as this, bring this, teacher gifts. Like you're wrapping up things. You have those seasons where I know like, okay, life's crazy. Let me actually book like two hours ago. Maybe take a class outside of the house. But, you know, making it a daily habit versus just like, oh, I'm empty. Now let me think about it. Right, right. There was not long ago, I and I'm sure you've probably seen this analogy as well, where I felt like for years, you know, I would refer and say, you know, you can't, you can't pour from an empty cup. And so Mm -hmm. you, you know, you need to make sure that, you know, you're full and then, you know, you can serve others and you can, that's when you can help others. And uh, something that I saw recently, or I heard, and I wish I knew exactly where I first heard it from, but was like, you can't actually, even when your cup is full, that's not when you should be serving. Right. You should serve people from your overflow because at that point, that is, you're going to always still be able to serve them and do these other things, but you're not depleting your yourself during that process, you know? And I think that that is so pivotal in actually learning how to recognize you know, when you're, you yourself are just completely, you know, if I start serving people when my cup is full, I'm still draining that out. Like I'm still going to yeah. eventually get to the point where I'm empty again and then have to like do it instead of pouring from your overflow. And that's sort of what that reminds me of when you're talking about that is just being re- like, if you're making those small steps every week and scheduling it in, you don't deplete, like you don't, right. you can actually stay full and stay overflowed to then be able to take care of everybody, you know, else around you. And so I know, I think, and I could be wrong here. So correct me if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but you, do you work full time outside of doing your own business as well? And so how do you manage that? How do you, because I know a lot of my listeners are 
also small business owners and, you know, people who are building their, their own business as well. But even some moms that I know who have contacted me and said like, oh, I follow you because I want to build my own business, but I just don't have the time to do it. I don't know how I can add one more thing in. And so how do you juggle that? Like, how do you manage all of that? Chaos. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because it has been, so like when I say I do all the things. So when we were at UPP in May, I was still mm-hmm. working for my doctor in North Carolina. So mm-hmm. when I was in eye care, I was charting for her. So the nice thing was mm-hmm. she allowed me to do it whenever. So if it was two hours here, 12 o'clock at night, whenever. But mm-hmm. I was doing that juggling full time and then building this. Mm-hmm. And that was like, okay, friend, we got to stop. But mm-hmm. for me, it is also prioritizing myself because this is something I wanted. And for a long time, I kept giving myself that excuse. If I don't have time, well, maybe when I work part-time or maybe when I'm not working full-time. And I also, then I got to a point where I was like, I don't want to get to, you know, 50, 60 and realize I've spent so much time building everyone else's dream and not my own. And so for me, it is just knowing like, okay, sometimes it is before work, not as much now because I'm literally on at six so I can be off and get my children in the afternoon. So it's like that sacrifice. But, you know, it may be lunchtime, you know, creating some content. It may be in between calls. Um, I'm lucky that my job does have some flexibility. So I'm not like going where when I was in eye care, I was constantly with patients. Um, but this job is, is some calls. And then when I have breaks, so I may be working on content. I may be writing out ideas for a newsletter. I may be sending an email to like a client that's onboarding with working with me. But what I will tell, whether it's a mom or any woman who is wanting to start that, you know, you'll find time for what you prioritize. And if you truly prioritize this, whatever it is, to the point that if it's something deep down, you're like, I know I have to do this. And if you prioritize yourself, because I think it's even like feeling like you're worthy enough to start the business, because we may use, you know, I don't have time. I don't have the money. I think those are the things we say on the surface, but deep down, it's probably like you don't feel worthy or you don't feel like you'll succeed. And maybe just sit down and ask yourself those hard questions, like take a tough look in the mirror. Like, what do I really feel? Do I feel like, is that an excuse? But do I really prioritize myself? And then if I do, let me find time. So it may be an hour a day or one hour a week, but then schedule it and then stick to it. And it's going to be hard because there are days where I'm like, I'm exhausted. There are still 15 more things I wanted to get done today, but it didn't. You know, we got busy at work and I had to work all of that shift. (laughs) I had to work at work. Those days I'm like, ah, I have stuff I wanted to do. But (laughs) I know that all the time. I need you people to leave me alone because I need to work on this other thing that I really want to work on. (laughs) I know you people pay me, but come on. I have this notebook and all these things right here. Don't you see it? Um, yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Um, 100%. I'll be like, dude, I'm trying to plan the content right now. I do not need you people interrupting me. <laughs> my best friend will call and she'll like, or we'll send each other, each other voice memos and memes like all day. And like, I'll send her a message of like me, like Frank, like the Jim Carrey. Yeah. And he's like typing. And she's like, what's yeah. that? Require me to work. And she's like, you're at work. I'm like, yes, but like on their stuff, not mine. <laughs> 
I know. I know. It's such a bummer. Like, I'm like, guys, come on. I'm like building an empire. I'm going to need you people to step back a little bit. Come on. Like, no way. No, but I do think, like, I think that what you said, like, just making it a priority, like, and you, and scheduling it in, it's almost to me, mindfulness and like making sure your mental health and your mental well-being is intact is like the same as working out. I feel like there is so much emphasis on, I mean, especially, you know, growing up in the 90s and 2000s and, and whatnot is there's so much emphasis on your physical health. You yes. know, like we need to, you know, you need to do your cardio and you need to do your strength training. And there is never any mention of taking care of your mental well-being. So I love to see that there are people kind of bringing that into practice. But that's one of the things that I tell people all the time about about going to therapy, because, yeah. you know, people will I'll be like, oh, I have a therapy appointment. They'll be like, oh. What's going on? What's is everything okay? Right. What's you know? What's oh my goodness? And I'm like, yeah, no, like it's it's chill. It's like this is like me. It's maintenance. Just, you know, it is getting my haircut or whatever. Like I mean, I'm just like a hundred percent. You know. Yeah. And so, I do think that that is so good that what you're saying is like schedule it and things. You might get busy, but you know, scheduling it in and making it a priority, just like you would make you know, eating healthy, a priority or getting your physical, you know, steps in or your, you know, your exercise and whatnot. I think that it's so important. And I wish, and that's one of my goals also is to get that message out and to share that message that this is just as important as taking care of yourself with like a good diet or your physical activity. Right. I heard someone today, I was listening to a podcast. Well, at work that's also like constantly (laughs) you're like my you're my tuesday girl he's my wednesday like i have my i love it to like during the day but Uh and someone was like you know when they were talking about it gosh i don't even remember what podcast now that's terrible but he was talking about going to therapy and it was really cool to hear it from the male perspective but he was saying you know if you get hurt or you have an injury like say you're an athlete you have an injury Like no one's going to question you going to physical therapy or you, you know, you get hurt. You have to go to the doctor. You're not seen as well. We go and get our eyes checked. You know, you go get glasses, you get your contacts updated, hopefully, because I care. I'm hoping you're doing that. (laughs) But, but when we say, oh, well, I have to go to therapy, everyone always assumes something's wrong or like you're going through this significant trauma, but it's maintenance. Like the same way we take care of our bodies, we have to take care of of our mental health and the way technology is going, they can repair and work on certain things in our bodies. No, no advances have been like, you know what, let's just pop out this brain and you're not thinking straight. We're going to give you a new one. This is the only one we have. We have to take care of it and maintain it. Right. So how do you feel when you're talking with people like just maybe coworkers at work or, you know, even friends and family, do you feel like they're receptive to that message? Do you feel like, or do you feel like it's sort of still stigmatized a little bit or like people will be like, oh, that's so like woo woo, like, oh, the meditation stuff, this is also woo woo. And, you know, as, if, yeah. um, you know. Definitely, I will say it depends, like the circles and starting to learn that, okay, if this is so like, you can't fully accept this, you know, and definitely got that with people that, oh, that's woo-woo, oh, your mindfulness, oh, and also it's funny because people, like I can say, I practice mindfulness and their ideas can be like all over the, yeah. the sun. 
like, and they're like, oh, so you do like this and you like, you go do all these ceremonies. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm on my Mac and I'm taking a walk. Like I'm, I'm just trying to check into how I feel today. I don't do all, I did, I'm not adding all those things in, which for, for some people they do. And that's, that's fine. But like, it doesn't have to be all the things, but I'm also getting to that age. And my friend was like, it's, you're, you're reaching close to 40. That is what that is to where like when people are so like, oh, no, I can't do that, or that's that's weird. I don't think I need that. And I'm like, you, it just may not be my people. Because I want you to value, like, you know, because if you value that about yourself and you value, then you can value my boundaries. Because then that also shows me you don't value your boundaries, your time, your emotions. So you just may not be my people. Um, but I definitely will still talk to people. And you kind of can, you hear it. The more you talk to people, they're like, okay. Yeah, I'm just, it's going, or you're like, mm -hmm. you've glazed over and that's okay. And you, I feel like you have to get to that point. Everyone's journey is different. So for someone, maybe I'm just planting a seed. And then two years later, someone will come up and be like, oh, I remember Asia was crazy. And she was telling me about this. Now I know what she's talking about. Because even for me, like the yoga, the my body connection, all those things were tools I had. But until like I was at a place in life where I was like, okay, these tools, now let's pull them out the toolbox. Let's really use them and see the benefits. You know, it just took life, you know, knocking me out a couple times to be like, okay, now I will use this now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think it's time. It's time. It's time. So, so what's next for you? What are you, what are you doing next? I mean, I know, you know, you were the keynote speaker, like I said, at UPP and you did this, you know, very led us through the intentions and it was such a great way to start that conference. Obviously, I know you're going to be the MC at UPP 2024, which is incredible. I'm so excited for you about Thank that. You. It's going to be awesome. Maybe some dancing. Um, so what else are you doing? What else are you doing? What oh, else do you have up your sleeve? So up my sleeve. So right now I'm working with a wonderful group of ladies as young moms and coaching. So starting 2024, I've just got to make time for this, but opening up like the coaching to other people as well. And I've done it in the past, but like making it more wide known. So opening up coaching program in the early part of winter. So like February timeframe and then looking for hosting a retreat. Like I would love Ooh. to bring women like small, but like bringing women together to just like to chat and we can talk and have conversations and there can be some yoga, there can be someone else come in. So that is the goal for the end of 2024, you know, to do that. But right now I'm just, I'm focused on building community. So whether that's, you know, people following me and we're starting those conversations online on social, if they're hopping on the newsletter and they're getting that weekly, yes. you know, I want to build a community where women are feeling seen, safe, and supported. So, like, I want them to know you're not by yourself. So, I see you. This is safe. So, if you're telling me I have no time, like, I'm just, I've been in the corner for 20 minutes crying my eyes out. You know what? I've been there. I've, <laughs> believe me, we've all been there. So, this is a safe space. And then I want to support you, like, any way I can. And if it's something I don't have... If I know someone in a community who can help, like bringing that to them. So that that's what we're working on. I love that so much. I think that the building this community and having community for women to come to and feel as if they 
are seeing, that's why I just love that we are able to talk about this because I feel like the more you talk about it, people will understand like, oh, okay, well, I'm not crazy and alone. Like I thought I was that I want more or I want, you know, I, I, I can't do this anymore without feeling completely depleted. And I love that you, you know, are so focused on that. And the retreat thing is so awesome because that when I went to, for those of you who are listening, Asia, UPP, Ultimate Product Party, is put on by two of these incredible women. And one of them was my business coach, Allison Carter. And I went to her retreat, which is, you know, for business women. And, right. you know, we hashed out like the plan for our businesses. But while I was there, one of the things that we discussed was, you know, where would you like to see your business going? And immediately I was like, oh my gosh, I would like love to do retreats one day, right? Like how fun would it be to just, you know, have this group of women where like, like you said, that can just feel safe. Like can, you know, even if they're not, and because Allison in that retreat, even though it was business focused, we had, you know, we did yoga, we had meditation. I mean, and it was so wonderful to sort of have that. And then, you know, we could just go off and talk about our businesses, you know, right. for the rest of the day. But it, it it's so neat. I love that you're going to add that in because I do feel like so many people could benefit from things like that. And how wonderful would it be to just be in this space where you know that, other women are there and building that and feeling like you have a connection with somebody else helps mm-hmm. you so much to just not feel alone. Right. Like you're right. just like, oh my gosh, there's somebody else that's going through this with me. So I absolutely love that you are looking into that and, yeah. and have that, you know, as your, as a big picture sort of thing for you. So what about speaking engagements? Are you going to do more speaking? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So planning on more speaking in 2024, especially getting in front of right now, I've been doing a lot of my goodness, business, which I love and working with business women, because I know for them, like they are going and I love that, but even getting in front of more moms and, but the one thing I haven't, so I also lead up a TEDx chapter where we are. So all the, I told you it's chaos. So like getting, I know I'm like, literally, can you add one more thing? I also scale walls and fire out of my hands. Exactly. But getting like, it's been really neat to give opportunity for other speaker or women, especially with these ideas, two of the speakers also talk about vulnerability and putting themselves first. And so as much as I love speaking, but also being able to help other people have that voice and that platform. So it's all, it's all the things. And yeah, so I love it so much. Well, thank you so much. Can you tell everybody where they can find you, how they can follow you, where they can find you online so everybody can run and listen to all of the fabulous things that you can share with them? Yes. So on Instagram, I am Asia Renee, Asia with a Z, like my mom wanted to be jazz. I will put that in the show notes so you guys can find her (laughs) (laughs) because it is not spelled like normal. Yes. And then um, my mindfulness page that is simply dedicated to mindfulness is Power to Pause. It's actually going under a rebrand. So that's exciting. It's going to just be Pause with Asia, Renee. So I'm trying to bring them more together. So you see me, but then you see the mindfulness and the pause. So that is happening. And then you can find me there. My um, my website is the same 
Asia Renee. And so come and chat with me. I love, I love building community. And I love it. I will say that you have, for everybody that's listening, if you do one thing that you want this woman to bring this woman into your life, you have got to get her newsletter because it is such a great newsletter. It's so aesthetically pleasing. Like it makes me oh, so happy. Genuinely, when I open it up and I'm like, it's not just like a bunch of work. Like it's so pretty and it's like laid out it's so nice. So like and literally there are hours of me in between calls and I'm like, don't call. I am moving this square because I don't like it over here and I need to uh-huh. find but that makes me happy. So yes, yeah, I-, I absolutely love it. You always have such great tips in there. So you guys definitely need to go and get on her email list and get that newsletter because it is yeah. so helpful. I look forward to it. Every time I get it, I'm like, oh, it's Asia's newsletter. And it always, and it's so easy. Like it's so digestible. Like it's okay. not like this overwhelming five page newsletter with all of these no, tips. I want it's, it to be like I love that it's bite size and it's so easy. Conversation. Like I want to be that voice memo like you get from your friend in the middle of the day. Yes. Like that that's how I see it. And then you'll oh, be excited. You get like the exclusive because the YouTube's coming back up. <gasps> Ooh, love that. Yes. So oh, that's so. gonna be fun. I'll, I'll, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm still gonna try to sleep and drink water and like have time with my yeah, there you husband go. and my kids and my friends, but yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But you're going to be pausing in there. So I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being my very first guest ever on my podcast. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to share this with everybody. And I am just, I feel so honored to know you and I cannot wait to see you in Orange County in May for UPP. And so it's going to be awesome. Thank you so, so much thank you with me today thank you all right that's it for this episode of hustle culture dropout i'm your host and real life bestie chastity campbell make sure to subscribe to the podcast leave a five-star review if you loved it don't even bother if it's anything less than five stars you can also follow me on socials at chastity campbell co or check out the website at chastitycampbell.com Until next time, here's to living our most radically authentic and unapologetic lives. Thanks for listening.